Dan. Just us. How about that? (laughs) You know, I'm really starting to question if Chris likes this podcast or not. You know, it it seems to be, it's fair to at least bring that into question, right? Can we call him a regular co-host of this program anymore when it seems like every few episodes he's, he's not here? Yeah. how it works he's more of a guest host okay. yeah and his excuse today is just like i mean i'll let him tell you guys himself but it's just mm-hmm. it's just a weak excuse you know what i mean True. Like, and i know he's gonna blame his wife but like we love you not gonna yeah. blame katie hmm. like Definitely. it's all his fault and it's just i don't know do we tell the do we like put a poll out on like social media and just say hey like, do you want Chris to continue on the brunch breakdown? Because the excuses <laughs> are getting ridiculous. There might be some fascinating results, maybe some unexpected results, but uh, you're right. You're right. And he will shift blame because um, he told us not only of just a few weeks ago that he's literally the busiest he's ever been in his life. However, that doesn't grant you from an excused absence from the brunch breakdown. You know, we're here every week. Yeah. And you know, and he's, he's supposed to be a part of this journey with us. And here we are another table for two. Yeah. Another table for two on the brunch breakdown, but you know, yeah. it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. He'll tell us all next week. We'll hear him out. Yeah. Like we know, but you guys can be the judge. Yeah. But so we're not kicking Chris off the podcast yet. Right. But yeah. it might have to happen. <laughs> not sure. It might have to happen. What's going on, everybody? It's Didi out here in Los Angeles. Uh, Chris is somewhere. He'll tell you next week. Whatever. Excuses, excuses. Dan is in Pittsburgh. And uh, today on the Brunch Breakdown, we have a fun one. We're going to be talking all things music festivals because Chris isn't here. And me and Dan are the ones that go to music festivals. So (laughs) we're going to talk all about music festivals. What's going on with this When We Were Young festival, which I cannot wait to get your take on, Dan. I cannot wait to talk to you about that. Coachella, Governor's Ball, all these festivals, they're all throwing their lineups out because festival season's coming back, hopefully. Uh, We've got a cool uh, brunch story coming out of Dubai. We'll touch on the NFL crazy playoff weekend. And uh, we got a brunch taste test in brunch court. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. And of course, what we're listening to. Well, Dan, uh, get us started, man. Let everybody know where they can find the brunch breakdown. Tell Alexa, brunch breakdown. That's right. We've got some news. If you missed it last week, some new places to find a brunch breakdown. We'll tell you, we tell you we're everywhere we are. And now we're everywhere and beyond, if you will, everywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, everything we've been telling you since day one, we are there now also available on Amazon Music and Audible. So yes, tell Alexa to play the brunch breakdown. She will obey that command. It's beautiful, wonderful, wonderful thing. So new episodes come out to you every Thursday morning. Again, hit follow, hit subscribe. Let those episodes come to you. Listen to them whenever you want. First thing in the morning, last thing at night, whatever fits your needs. Full video episodes also available on Thursdays. That's noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, is when those go live on our Facebook page and our YouTube page. Either one, rolling live at the same time and then available on demand anytime you want to watch after that. Again, either Facebook or YouTube. Speaking of Facebook, social media giant, right? Meta, right? The metaverse. <laughs> We're everywhere there too. Facebook, Instagram, Triller, Twitter, TikTok, everywhere at Brunch Breakdown. Find us, follow us. We will follow you back. And of course, 
Do not miss the playlist every week. These sounds of brunch. We give you what we're listening to. We throw those all in a wonderful playlist on Spotify called sounds of brunch. Simply search sounds of brunch or find the leak link that we post each and every week. We follow that there and listen to those jams and enjoy. Nice. Uh, Facebook is doing something with podcasts. Did you see that? Have you seen this? I haven't seen this. No, I don't know what exactly it is, but uh, yeah, we'll talk about it off the air. No one needs to hear about us not knowing what Facebook's doing with podcasts, <laughs> but they're doing something that makes it easier to listen to podcasts on Facebook, specifically well, that's, Facebook. That's, that's great news. So great news for our listeners too. Yeah. So stay tuned for, uh, for, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, I got like something on in my email and I was like, Hmm, interesting. Cool. So we'll Look talk about it. it later. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get it started like we always do, man. Uh, it's Brews Day. And since Chris is not here, I'm going to get it started with a new one for me. It is Uncool IPA from the Los Angeles Ale Works. Los Angeles Ale Works, not the Los Angeles Brewing Company, different place. Los Angeles Ale Works in Hawthorne, California. This can I love so much. And it's called Uncool because they're like, <laughs> take in the glorious, hoppy deliciousness. And don't be all like uncool. <laughs> so be cool. Drink this. It is super good. I had this this weekend. I absolutely loved it. It's a juicy IPA. Um, no pineapple in this, but okay. it's got all those great flavors of a hazy IPA. And it's super good. It's just, it's nice. really good. It's got the perfect amount of hops. It's got nice, like it's got hibiscus in there. Ooh, which is cool. Yeah. Hibiscus, which is nice. And uh, yeah, it's just a really cool flavor. And I just, I love it a lot, man. Uncool IPA. Check it out. I'm just super excited to be able to have a beer with you <laughs> in person, like kind of soon. And yeah. then soon after that, and then again, soon after that, especially when I come out to Los Angeles and I get to try some of these wonderful beers you've been featuring here, but just being able to sit around and do this on a non bruise day segment and in person is going to be wonderful. We're just a few, few weeks away. I am so excited. My God, for that. You're making me, you're, <laughs> you're making me feel all the feels like yeah. I literally can't every time I think about, I know we have your bachelor party coming up before that, but right. every time I think about Coachella and I think about like the Wednesday, you guys get in here on the Wednesday before we have a nice, you know, we have a nice pre-celebration. I'm so excited for you guys to see my house. Like I own a yeah, house. Right. Like I'm so excited <laughs> about it. Like I think about it all the time now because it's been a year since I'm home. I'm just like, man, like I'm so excited to have beers in my backyard with like the homies, not just right. like crammed in one of my apartments. Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> like I am super excited for for that. Like I can't wait. But that's yeah. like, you know on a tangent there but yeah yeah well we'll talk way more about way that more. when it actually happens it's gonna be <laughs> magical i i cannot wait i yeah i cannot wait for that but just as you were talking about that beer just yeah a little nostalgia kicked in because it's been a minute it's been a, <laughs> been minute, a minute for sure for <laughs> sure um for me this week i've got an old favorite but one i don't think i've actually featured here on bruise day uh from a local pennsylvania based brewery called uh rusty rail they kind of do some unique and interesting things with their flavors and they can be home runs, like serious home runs. I, I, I really love this brewery. They're out of uh, Mifflinsburg, PA, which is, if you look at a map of the state of Pennsylvania and point right in the middle, you're <laughs> going to be pretty damn close to Mifflinsburg, PA. And there ain't much else around it, as you would be able to see. That's hilarious. State, yeah, I kind of got to go past State College a bit, so it's right there in the middle, but they know what they're doing. And 
spoiler alert for our brunch court live taste test later, I picked this beer for a very specific reason. So if you listen to a previous episode, you might know where we're going with the taste test, but rusty rail brewing waffle sauce, maple pecan, <laughs> Imperial Brown ale. So there's your clue as to what maybe pairing later <laughs> with the live taste test, but yes, waffle sauce is the name. It's a maple pecan Imperial Brown ale. Uh, it's sweet. It's nutty. Uh, the maple come through. If it comes through, if you like maple, this is a beer for you. If you don't stay away from it, the maple is certainly there, uh, but it's well-balanced. You get the pecan and it's a brown ale. So it's still drinkable. It's not a heavy stout or anything wild like that. Um, it's just a really, really solid, you know, I think some people are a little weary with brown ales because like the traditional brown ale isn't necessarily all that exciting, but when you're adding these adjuncts in and making it super flavorful. And I mean, this is the brunch breakdown for crying out loud. So how can I we mean, not have waffle sauce from rusty rail on Bruce day? That's as good as it gets right there. Like, do you taste it all? You absolutely taste it all. Wow. You absolutely taste it all. You don't necessarily. Yeah. You don't on the label, you know, it shows the, the, the waffle that it's being poured mm-hmm. over, but it is, it's, it's, you don't necessarily get that. You don't get the pastriness of the waffle maybe a little bit on the aftertaste, uh, but you do. It, it's it's mapley, but not too sweet maple. You get a ton of pecan. And like I said, with brown ales can kind of just balance things out a little bit, make it make it a little softer, not subtle, but softer. It's, it's all there and it's all <laughs> wonderful. Nice. Well, cheers, Dan. Cheers. Cheers. Day. Cheers. Yes. Ah, man. Oh, all right. Well, let's get into it. Get it off our chest. Uh, we actually got our frustrations off our chest because we were talking about Chris having excuses <laughs> on the brunch breakdown, but we've got our own things that we've got going on. So, Dan, get it off your chest. What's up? Uh, so I this, this stemmed from like a conversation I overheard at work where somebody was talking about ordering some clothes online. You know, a lot of people are ordering clothes on online nowadays. It's gotten more increased more than ever. And they weren't really happy with how it looked once they once they got it right, but not like how it looked, how it looked on them. Okay. 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 And just, so it just made me think a little bit more into this. And I started to kind of have this perspective and listen more into this conversation that not every great look looks great on everyone. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. Just the way that it is, right? Trendy clothes aren't meant to look great on everyone or else everyone would wear them and then it wouldn't be really trendy anymore right so don't be offended when something doesn't look good on you and also don't force a style on yourself that just isn't fit for you i'm all about like up in your look right i think not enough people do that in this world but i'm i'm all about up in your look but there's you, you have to align your style with that look right so if something look good, looks good online or something looks good on a person or it looks good in the store, it doesn't mean it's going to look good on you, right? Things like turtlenecks, not for everybody, folks, not for everybody. Jean jackets, just simply not for everybody. Sneakers while wearing a suit. I know we've talked about this before and Chris is very much against, against that. It, it, it's not a good look for everybody, right? So, these aren't supposed to be worn by all types of people. 
all styles. So you need to have a little self-reflection quite literally in the mirror and be like, this isn't, this isn't for me. This isn't for me. Like I saw a guy um, recently that was wearing an outfit that the outfit itself is a good looking outfit should be a good outfit, but it clearly was not for him. This was not this dude's style. And it was just this weird visual of like, it's a good outfit. It's not a good outfit for you though. On you, it's not. Um, Like I don't look at dudes wearing cowboy hats and big belt buckles or like literally anything Russell Westbrook wears or even turtlenecks and be like, yeah, I could definitely, definitely wear that. And I would look fly. Um, I don't, I don't say that. So it's, it's finding that balance up your game, rock your style, but rock it well. That's all I gotta say this week. I, I love that because a lot of dudes do need to update their they need to up their style. They oh, a yeah. lot of dudes do need to do that. But also, you know, there's a fine line between listening to your girlfriend, wife, person you're dating or whatever, if they have a suggestion. Uh, like you gotta figure out a balance. Yes. Cause sometimes what they want you to dress like just doesn't work. Like maybe the jeans are just too tight for you and it just doesn't work that way for you. You know, maybe you Mm -hmm. can find a balance in there where it's like, okay, I don't need to wear the jeans that I normally wear, but I can find somewhere in between, you know, that's why I feel like that's why Levi has so many numbers. They figure this out. (laughs) Like (laughs) we figure this out. They're like, all right, 5'11", 5'12", 5'10". They're basically the same jeans, but just a little bit and a little bit in a little bit and like i think you know just just think about that the next time instead of being like all right i don't like these clothes i'm gonna go back to my old ones balance I like that that's a great point um, yeah it was perfectly said there is there is a balance yeah everybody yeah. should i think a lot of people in this world <laughs> could up their game like stop wearing the same jeans you had from eight years ago yeah um yeah. that had the like the little the bottom starting to come off around the shoe like it's 2000 <sighs> for and it's actually part of the style um yeah maybe that the yeah you listen to somebody maybe they're too tight for you so maybe you 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 you, you tighten it up a little bit but not too much find your number find the right shirt for you just yeah yeah we can all we can all improve but we gotta still be a little true to yourself with your with your balance and your style exactly i love it uh i gotta get this off uh off my chest um (sighs) People who post lots of pictures on Instagram, all right, or stories, reels, whatever. I just hope you're happy. Because, like, a lot of times when I look at people, I'm like, are you happy when you're doing this? It's fine. If you want to take pictures of you and your coffee or you and your food or you wherever, cool. Do it. If that makes you happy. But, like, sometimes I look at people's pictures, and maybe you feel the same way too, Dan. I'm just like are you happy doing that? Cause like, I don't have a problem with people taking pictures or videos or whatever, anywhere they are, because we all have this thing. We have this computer in our pocket that we paid for that. We paid thousands of dollars for now that it's like, you better use it. Like, what, what are you doing? Letting it sit in your pocket. You better take videos and pictures or whatever, whether you look at them again. So I have no problem with that. I just think when I look at some people and that's celebrities, these are people that I'm have been friends with or people that I used to be friends with, whatever. I'm just like, I just hope you're happy doing that. Cause it's man, it's, it just doesn't look it sometimes looks like you are just trying to let people know where you're at. And it's like, doesn't look fun. So I hope you're happy when you post these pictures and you're not just posting them for 
I guess other people. I, yeah. I don't know. So so it, it was just like a weird feeling. It's really going nowhere, but it's like really just it was in my head today and I had to write it down and make sure I talked about it on the pod. That, no, dude, that's a great one. I completely agree with you where it's like, yeah, are you posting this to keep up with the Joneses and just yeah. to, so you stay relevant on your friends and other people's timeline? Because like, if you look at my Instagram, like I literally only post when I'm happy. Not, <laughs> let me correct that. That didn't sound right. It makes it sound like I'm never happy. <laughs> right? Like I'm happy like, dude, six you post times a year. Six times a year. You're never happy. No, but when I do, I'm very happy. It's like concerts. <laughs> it's like. That's, that's basically it. Concerts and music festivals. It's like, that's, yeah, that's when, you know, I'm happy, but you're right. I think way too many people just see way too many other people posting and, and they just feel like they have to do the same just to show that or make themselves feel good. Make them think that they're, you know, up to cool things, but I don't know if there's true happiness behind every one of those posts. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, cause if I feel like if you, because it's like if you live in a city and it doesn't have to be the biggest city or whatever, you live in a city where there's stuff going on. Anybody could post all the time from every single place that they're at. And it's just like, I don't know. I just hope you're happy when you're doing this, not just being like, oh, I'm at this place. I need people who knows to know to see me at this place. And I'm like, is that fun? If it is cool, if it's right. not stop doing it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I saw something recently and I haven't solidified the source. Uh, so I say this with a bit of an asterisk on it, but it came from a, a, a legitimate company, it came from a legitimate company. So I do, you know, even though with a grain of salt, I, I take it legitimately that uh, over the course of our lives at the you know current rate, we will spend an average of six years and eight months on social media in your life six years and eight months maybe we maybe this is another topic for another day but it just kind of tied into what you were saying there about like constantly 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 that's a lot of time folks that <laughs> that's a lot of time in your life i, yeah, I know we waste our, our times on a lot of things but that's a big number i guess it you it could probably easily do that like people who are you know smarter than us because of the you know because apple tracks your time if you wanted to track yeah. your time it can track your time yeah. your screen time and stuff so i guess that's like somebody could actually make a legit estimate yeah and like if you were to start as they you know kids do nowadays in their early teens not necessarily when we started but if you start in your early teens and you assume that's not really going to decline substantially until who knows when like years down the road people in their 60s and 60s are posted more than i am you know what I mean? So there isn't necessarily yeah. this huge drop up once you turn 40. So they makes this sort of projection as to, you know, how long you spend the time in that for that amount of, you know, that long into life, then you can definitely see how it adds up. Oh, I fully believe that my parents and in-laws have already spent six years on Facebook. <laughs> already. I feel like they've already yeah. spent six years on it. They were making up for lost time. Like, right, like I, right. didn't, I didn't get on here until 2015. I'm making up. Yeah, like, right. We got in early, with yeah. your, you know, as Facebook was coming out and we went through the whole stages of it. But yeah, that was like, oh, they don't dive into the pool late. This water's already been warm. I bet a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, because they jumped in because I because you mentioned that I was like, well, I've been on Twitter for a long time. Or I've been on Facebook for a long time. But like it wasn't like a smartphone thing. It was like have to sit down at my desktop and do stuff. 
Right. But like anybody who came in, like you're mentioning, like teenagers or like older people or whatever, it's like they showed up with smartphones mm-hmm. and like it being in your face and in your pocket in your hand all the time. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Six years Crazy. is low, I think. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Long, long time. Long time. <laughs> six, six years might be low. All right, man. Well, let's get into the main course today on the brunch breakdown music festivals. Me and Dan love music festivals. All the lineups are coming out. And uh, there is, what do you, do you want to do Coachella first or do you want to do when we were young first? Let's do Coachella first. Okay, let's, let's ease into this conversation. Let's ease into it. All right. Let's, we are going to Coachella in mid April in the desert. This will be our fifth time going. And we've had to wait three years for this fifth time. It's going to be emotional. I'm going to see the Ferris wheel off in a distance and I'm going to cry. Like I'm, I'm going to cry. Like I can tell you right now, I'm just no going to be a sobbing mess. That's what I'm going to be. So yeah, Dan, let's talk about it. Coachella. Let's look at this lineup, man. Harry Styles, Billie Eilish. Yay. I refuse to say that, by the way. This is the first time you'll, it's the first and last time you'll ever hear me call Kanye West that. So <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Harry Styles, Billie Eilish, Kanye West headlining. Uh, what do you think of this lineup, man? What are you thinking? I'm I'm super stoked. I I am. And part of the reason I am so stoked is because we had a lineup for the 2020 Coachella Festival, right? That lineup was released in January of 2020. We were fully expected and prepared to go before the world shut down, right? Naturally. And I was a little a little disappointed in that lineup. That was going to be our fifth time going. And of the five, I felt like it was the weakest. Um, Not that it was weak, but the weakest. And so we've been saying one for the thumb, number five, last ride. This is it. Here we go. And I was like, this is fine. This is a good way to go out. Naturally, some things have changed over the course of a couple of years. Uh, We've got three brand new headliners, no original headliners from 2020. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of other changes as well, but then still a good amount from that original 2020 lineup. And I'm stoked. I'm excited. Uh, I, I, I certainly wasn't expecting to see Harry Styles and Kanye West at Coachella in 2022. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, so those alone are, are crazy, crazy names to see on here. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I think this is a really, really strong lineup. Very strong. And I'm happy that I don't have to go to a Harry Styles concert. So yes, yes. honestly, I am more happy about that than honestly, most of the things on here, because I'm just so happy that I don't have to go buy a ticket to see Harry Styles because Harry Styles last album's fire. The first one is trash. I don't want to hear (laughs) sign of the times at all, right? (laughs) like at all. Like, but the second album's fire. Um, I've heard he puts on a really good show from basically what I see on Instagram of people taking videos that I right. hope make them happy. Right. Uh, yeah, Harry Styles kills it. So I'm excited about that. Billie Eilish, I'm very excited. It's funny, the last Coachella, she was there, that we were there. Yeah, she was there, but it was three years ago. Wild, so wild. Three I know. years ago, like mm-hmm. bad guy hadn't hit number one. Like there's a lot that was different about Billie Eilish. Like she was not a superstar at that time yet. Like to people who love music, she was, but I don't think, you know, anybody outside of people who just love music, like we all do. I don't know if they knew Billie Eilish. So now everybody knows Billie Eilish. So yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's a, you're right. I can't believe it's been 
three years. That was her debut at Coachella. And, you know, and here she is a few, few years later headlining, uh, you know, deservedly. So, and it, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible with what she does with her performances. Um, you know, as, as she's gotten stronger with that over the years too. And, you know, the whole production of it is going to be absolutely wild. Um, you know, a lot of other big names on here as well that people of are course. familiar with. If you're uh, just listening and not, you know, looking at the lineup with us here live on the video, uh, you know, little baby Phoebe Bridgers, super excited about excited about Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, Lewis Child is on there. Uh, of course, Flume, Megan Thee Stallion, Disclosure. I mean, there's a there's a there's a ton. There's a ton. I can keep going down and read this whole list. Doja Cat. Uh, run the jewels on here. Maggie Rogers also very excited about her. Um, and those are just the, the top line, but I want to ask you about something before we, we touch on Kanye. Okay. We, you and I had discussed as we were hearing the rumors of replacement headliners, right? Travis Scott, we knew was going to be out. Frank ocean. We knew was going to be out. We eventually found out that rage against the machine also out. And Wait, can we talk about this for one yes, second? Yes, let's do that. Rage Against the Machine uh, in their 50s, and one of them tore their ACL. <laughs> and I'm assuming getting ready for their tour, which now they have canceled. They've canceled their pushback, their reunion tour again, because again. someone tore their, yeah, someone tore their ACL or their Achilles. One of the two, knee, ankle, something that's going to take an old person a long time <laughs> to heal from. And, you know, listen, I had back surgery this year, so I can't hate too much. But yeah, it's it's just funny that it's like, that's what took them out. They're like, nope, Achilles can't do it. Meanwhile, Axel, Axel Rose would sing up that what for Guns N' Roses, as we witnessed in our first year, he had an injury as well, but he sat up there in his old man throne trying to rock and roll while barely moving in his chair. And folks, it doesn't work. Mm-mm. It doesn't Mm-mm. work. Dave Grohl has done the same for a Foo Fighters tour. I think his even had like wheels where he could move around on it. It doesn't work, people. So this was a good decision yeah. for Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but one group that we knew was going to be announced for Coachella and we thought could fit into that headliner role. We weren't sure what they were going to do with them is returning to the desert Swedish house mafia, right? They've got new music coming out. They've got a single out with the weekend right now. Very, very big back in the day. And we didn't know what slot they were going to get. And here they are. If you've ever seen the Coachella poster, you know, you've got the three headliners and for each day, and then the artists underneath each of them for the day. At the very bottom of this, it says returning to the desert Swedish house mafia. Do you know anything about when <laughs> they are playing? What day? What time? Like what? It's just sitting here in the middle of this poster. I, I have no idea, but like, I'm assuming that doesn't mean Sunday. I don't know what, I don't, I don't right. know what this means. Are they? And then I thought when you look at the poster, it's like, are they playing at a casino? <laughs> like, are they? Like, are they not actually playing at Coachella? Like, are they playing in the parking lot? I don't know what's going on. I don't, I, I don't know, but it's, it, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I like don't I'm ex- know. I'm excited for it, but I don't know either. You're right. I'm assuming even though it's under Sunday, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're playing Sunday. The last time we saw something like this was 2019 when we had uh, Sunday service yeah. on Easter that they put there. And they honestly, I'm looking at it now just to verify, they didn't even put 
Kanye's name on there because of everything that was leading up to that. Weren't sure if he was going to be there, uh, but naturally that was a crazy, crazy scene. So we have no idea when we're seeing Swedish House Mafia and in what form, what stage, what day, what anything, what anything here. Um, but that's a big name to add to this as well. They're just going to add add to the this stacked lineup. Yeah. Uh, all right. So <laughs> let's go. I want to know who in the small print are you excited about to see? Oh boy. Um, so yeah, there's probably, there's probably a couple like, wow, this print gets really, really, small. really small. It gets real small this year. I don't remember it being this small. Like, it gets why? mad small. I don't know if this changes <laughs> what everybody else can see, but I need to zoom in on this. Um, so I can see this a little bit better. Um, if I'm looking at Friday in the small print, uh, the smallest print name that I think I'm most excited for. See, I've seen Bishop Briggs. She's in the kind of small print. But like Carly Rae Jepsen isn't super far up. I'm kind of excited to see uh, to see her. But she's not, I guess, not in the super small print. Um, where else do we have? I know she's on here somewhere. Holly Humberstone, who you mentioned not that, not that long ago. Big fan, right? Can't yeah. Wait. Huge fan of Holly Humberstone. Uh, very, very excited to see her, um, in the small print as well. Um, who else here? Wow. This is really small to read. <laughs> Dude, it's so small. I need a full version of this. Yeah, poster. It's so small, but like, I mean, honestly, off the top of my head, Lawrence is in there, and I love the band Lawrence. I love Lawrence so much. They're at the ve- they're very low at, on on Friday. I'm very excited about them, but I don't know if we'll be there to see them. We shall see. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. Chris's girl, Olivia O'Brien, is on. Ooh, is on Sunday. Yes. Which, very small print. I'm very excited about in the small print too. But yeah, like there's so many people. I feel like this. You know, everyone talks about the headliners, and I mean, granted, we just did, but it's like I'm very excited about the undercard here. I think they really stacked the undercard because they had to make so many changes, um, because of just different people's status. Honestly, like yeah. I remember, like you just think about that last lineup, and it's like Roddy Rich is a superstar now. It's like you know, even like you look at Doja Cat, who's now who was in the small print a few years ago. But now she's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, and there's other people who were supposed to be on this lineup. Like Little Nas X was supposed was on the last lineup. But like now, like three years, what? Like, it's it's crazy. It's like, so, yeah. you know, it's like he's doing his own things. So, yeah, it's like, I think they really stacked the undercard this year. I'm just excited to see what times, <laughs> when the times come out. I know the times people are playing the times are what's going to be most dangerous. Um, you know, Chelsea Cutler and Japanese breakfast are kind of midway through on Saturday of a completely stacked, stacked lineup for Saturday. Um, I cannot wait to see this is, this is not, this is not small print. I'm not going small print here. Girl (laughs) in red. I could not be more excited to see. She might be top two for me. Most excited to see, um, third line there on Saturday, but you're completely you're, you're completely right and that was part of my problem with the lineup from 2020 is that the undercard just seemed underwhelming yeah and here they yeah they completely loaded it up yeah and i just want to mention one thing like in not in the small print anymore but big sean's just gonna be so much fun oh wow and the fact yeah. that that's on friday that's just gonna be so much fun yeah you know for it's, sure 
it's just, that's just going to be awesome. Like, it's just going to be so much fun. Just big Sean, just yeah. going hit after hit for like 45 minutes. Just- yeah. It's going to be crazy. And you're right. I love the fact that, uh, he's on Friday. Yeah. That's perfect. And Harry Styles as the, as you said, you know, him being the headliner on Friday, I think is also perfect. Yeah. It kind of kicks, kicks things off. It's the, it's the right one to, to start with. Um, I'm yeah, I, I'm, I'm super excited about this, this lineup. It's, it's stacked people. It's stacked. The uh, weekend one was sold out before it went even, even went on sale this year. Uh, I know weekend two went super quickly as well. We're just got to hope that we still can make it. And every one of these artists can make it right. <laughs> yeah, for real. But, and uh, you know, in shouts to Christy, I know Tyler listens to this podcast. Christy watches the clips, I believe, and sometimes gets it. So she'll find this, she'll get this message. There are three very good possible Bieber sightings. Three. On this lineup. Three. You got Daniel Caesar. You got Giveon. Peaches. Yeah. And you have Billy Eilish. So. Right. Those are three very good possible Justin Bieber sightings for our friend Christy, who's always looking for Justin. Always. Constantly. And she will anticipate (laughs) him at every single one of those. Yes. Until he doesn't show. Um, So, yes. Yes, absolutely right. And also, I want to point out real quick, good friend of the program, Biba Doobie. Oh, yes. He's going to be there. Can't wait. At an episode, Biba Doobie Brunch. So. That's a must. So. That's absolutely a must. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, stop talking about Coachella. Get some other festivals. Uh, big festival that is uh, just announced and a lot of controversy behind it. When we were young, the emo uh, just explosion that explosion. is going down in Vegas. It is now three days, but three days with the same lineup. And there are like a billion people on this poster. Like... <laughs> A billion and well, like shouts to meet me at the altar. They're on there at the very yeah. bottom. And I guess, how are they going to do this, Dan? My Chemical Romance, Paramore, uh, Avril Lavigne, Data Remember. There's so many. It's insane. Uh, it's This is all of like the 2000s happening and just exploding in your face. Like when you saw this, did you say, oh, so this is like a three-day festival? Because that's what I thought. Until oh. Siobhan told me, oh, man, like, this is, it's one day, same lineup. I was like, it's one day, and then it was two days, it's three days, like, same lineup every day. I was like, excuse me, what? Yeah, for sure. That's exactly what I thought. This had to be multiple days, for sure. Because it's not only that there are so many, but that you know most of them. The fine print here is is small, and there's not many that you maybe wouldn't recognize uh, in this lineup. So that's where you kind of like wonder how in the hell are they going to pull this off in a single day? And a lot of people's thoughts went back to warp tour where that was a single day. They had a bunch of stacked artists in a bunch of stages, but this lineup is way bigger than anything warp tour has ever done. And it's just Mind-blowing to also think what you mentioned there, that they're going to do this three times with, I think it's like 98% of the same lineup for those three days. Two days back-to-back and then one the following week. It's just, it's it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, you've got throwbacks, uh, All-American Rejects, AFI, The Used, 
uh, bring me the horizon data. Remember, and then yeah, you've got the new Avril Lavigne back in this. Her album's coming out in February, so she'll be rocking a lot of that. Jimmy Eat World, and then you got a lot of that new age stuff as well. One of my favorite bands of all time, Paris, is on this list. Um, Poppy, if you know who Poppy <laughs> is, Poppy's on this list, and so is Three Hundred Three. Like, why not? It's just the most incredible collection of emo pop punk alternative artists all in one place but somehow in one day that's that's the tricky part here dude i look at this lineup and it's really funny because you would think it would be different music that made me think this way but like i i like pop punk music but i don't like all of it and (laughs) when i was in college so this is like 2004 2008 whatever like you know, you had to, if you wanted to impress a girl, a lot of the times she was really into Hawthorne Heights and I was not, but I (laughs) acted like I was, that is for sure. And so when I look at this lineup, there are just a few bands on here that I was like, man, I like all American rejects. Like I, man, I was really into a girl and I acted like I liked them, even though they have like the catchy hits and stuff and they were really big at mm-hmm. one time, but it was like, I never really, I really never really messed with them that hard. But like, I just see certain bands on here and I'm like, man, that reminds me of when I was really into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so I guess from what I understand, and if you know better, please, in, in, you know, share, but the, you know, this is being put on by live nation, a completely legitimate company a lot of people were talking out there about you know, is this a scam whatnot um they've all but confirmed that it's certainly happening and the idea stemmed from they were going to do a one night show my chemical romance and paramore in vegas that was it maybe a few openers but that was where this started as just that and then the idea just built on what they could do and went back and they have, you know, a lot of connections with a lot of these bands from, you know, back in the day, Live Nation does. And they somehow put this together. And I don't know how, I don't know how many stages you're going to need. There's three. These- That's the thing. There's got to be more, but there's three stages. That's it. That's all there are is three. So it seems impossible. I don't know. I, I like don't what, know. How- 20 art, 22, 21 artists on each stage over the course of realistically more like 10 hours. Cause those, you know, my Kim yeah. and Paramore, they're not going on at the same time. No, they're not going on at the same time. And they're also not going to perform for like 15 minutes. Like right. I don't, I don't under, I just, I don't know how, like how long is, is meet me at the altar playing for five minutes. Right. Is like a band, <laughs> like is the, you know, and here's like the ready set. We all know the ready set, the ready set have like real actual real hits. The ready set mm-hmm. does. Are they going to perform for 20 minutes? Is all American rejects? I don't get how this is all going to work out in a way that satisfies people. You know what I mean? Because are you going to cut off Avril Lavigne set? She's literally in this past year, like we talked about Travis Barker a lot. She has made herself the mother of pop punk music. Yeah. Like she's basically like she has made herself that character. And so as we talk about Travis Barker, like she is the one that every person who is making this music now, they mention her name. So it's mm-hmm. like, are you going to cut her short? How are you going to cut? I, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you're going to, I feel like this week, that weekend is going to be really fun to watch what bands say on social media and who's talking shit on what, because the, I feel like the littlest 
little thing that could go wrong is going to mess up everything. Right. Right. Um, but man. no, you're right. Cause it could, it could, it very well could it very well could. Um, I have a, an over under for you. Okay. And I'm going to put it at five and a half. And the question is Travis Barker appearances. Oh God. <laughs> Oh God, he just should just host the thing. He should just—he's never <laughs> right? leaving the stage. How is this not the Travis Barker Festival? That's what it loud. should be called. He's we're been now featured on it. half of these artists. Shut it down. Erase it. Erase it. It's not the we were when we were young festival. It is the Travis Barker Festival. He is just on stage playing drums for everyone. Everyone. Yes. He's—he <laughs> he's, just stays on stage yeah. the whole time. Same drum set, and they just rotate out the band in front of him. Yep. He is just on stage playing the drums for everyone. Maybe he'll be on a different yeah. stage. Hey, well, Travis Barker's on this stage playing with them. Travis Barker's yeah. on that stage playing with them. But yeah, it, it is it is hell of a lineup. And you know, here's one thing that I said uh, I was saying is, and when I looked at this lineup was, you know, I like My Chemical Romance a lot. A lot of people do, but like, should they be above Paramore? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, all right. I don't, I am very surprised that I mean, imagine there's a lot of money that's in this thing, and that's why you have so many bands because they're getting the biggest payday of their life. Like, I, I can yeah. I can get or the further back the biggest payday in a very long time. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> for a lot of these, for a lot of these bands who we were all buying their CDs uh, back in the day. Uh, yeah, I just look at this. And I'm like, all right. You know, I think Paramore is one of those bands, and I'm like, I don't know if they should be if they should be opening up for anybody. That's all, and that's one of the reasons why I thought this festival was like a couple days, not one. I was like, oh, yeah. that's cool, and then it's like, wait, one day? Okay, yeah. No, I'm I, surprised. I, yeah, I think if there aren't very many bands that could supersede and be above Paramore, but My Chemical Romance is certainly one of them. You talked about the payday, though. That's one thing people are kind of talking about is the price of these tickets. And they're fairly kind of pricey, especially some of the like VIP packages and like a $12,000 cabana Ooh. package, $12,000 cabana package where some people were saying, Hey, this sounds a lot like uh, uh Firefest, doesn't it? And everybody was like, pack a lunch and showing a screenshot of that styrofoam container with the bread and lettuce in it from Firefest. Um, I don't think we're getting there, but it's a lot of money. It's a, a lot, lot of, money. of money for a one day festival when we're going to Coachella for three days and not paying that much more significantly more than what somebody's paying for one. Yeah. And, you know, like when you go to festivals, you're most likely not in there at noon. Right. This is going to have to start at noon, maybe 11 a.m. I don't know. You're not most, most likely you're not in there at noon. I'm not saying you get there at six o'clock or something, but like, you know, we know when the rush happens at these music festivals, usually around like three or four o'clock. Mm -hmm. And if you spent all the money that you're doing there, it's like, who are you going to miss in that time? And I feel like you're going to end up missing a lot of people if you don't get there super early. Like talk about times. That's going to be very interesting with this thing. Cause it's like, you just, I don't know. You just look at some of these bands here and it's like, all right, they'll be on early, but how early is three Oh three going to be on? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like Chris, like loves like neck deep. Like how, how when are they going to be on? Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm very 
in just I'm so interested by this whole this whole one day thing and just and I know Warp Tour. I know I hey, listen. I went to Warp Tour when I was a kid. I know, but we just don't do things like that anymore. No, no. <laughs> so we spread things out. I, it, I'm just very and surprised. It is. Yeah. And it's going to be weird to balance the old with the new. Like, who do you mm-hmm. give the better time slot to? You know, you've got new bands. You mentioned Neck Deep, Mayday Parade. Uh, the main is on here. Uh, Jaden is on yeah. here too. Like, how do you how do you juggle that with you know some of these other bands? Car seat headrest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story so far. Um, they're a little newer, but I prevail dashboard confessional. They're big. They're up near the top, but how do you kind of, uh, in Berlin, how, how do you juggle that? How do you make that decision? And then you're right. There's just going to be so much overlap, um, with a lot of these bands. And some people were saying, I know it came out that Royal and the serpent who's been on the sounds of brunch playlist a lot recently. So she wasn't even aware that she was on this lineup. And <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Live nation said the same thing. But, you know, I think it's going to happen, but I think it's going to be it's going to be way too messy because you're going to want to see so many of these bands. You're going to get to see a third of them, I think. And I think that's what's going to upset the most people. Yeah. How they put this, how they pull this off. I don't I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if this turns into. I don't know. They end up splitting this. But then if you split it, then you got to because then people are pissed because they were it's as billed as one day. Right. So right. I don't, yeah, I, mean, I don't know days, what they do. If this was two. Oh, it's perfect. Easily done in two, perfectly done in two. I don't know why, if they certainly had the ability for the second date with the festival grounds and the bands because they had to do a second date, but of the same lineup, why you don't just originally split it up that way? You didn't think people were going to, in the same, honestly, probably the same price because they're already a little bit too high, but that's what's going to be most fascinating to see how this all shapes up. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting uh it's gonna be an interesting one that's for sure, man. Wow. Good luck to anybody going. Let's good know luck. How it is. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> man, that is gonna be a weird one. I don't know. I've seen so many people that I don't even know if go to concerts uh, say they bought tickets to this. Yeah. yeah. Like the man was crazy. Yeah. Crazy so, guy. It is gonna be something. That is for sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Are we looking at another one? Or are we moving on? Let's uh let's move on. Let's, let's, let's get to on. another topic. Let's yeah. Get out of here with that. All right. Let's get into uh this brunch in Dubai story. This is what I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um Dubai just changed their weekend, which is something I didn't know until Dan sent me this article at like one o'clock today. I had no <laughs> idea that Dubai changed their weekend to work with the Western world. So that's where they're doing it. So their weekend is now the same as ours. It is now it's now Saturday, Sunday. That's their weekend. It was mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday. Is that right? Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, it was yeah. Friday, Saturday. And that has started a huge issue in Dubai, which the only thing I know about Dubai is that it's mad expensive. They've got insane looking buildings and rich people go there to vacation and do lots of really fun things. Like, I really want to go to Dubai. Um, and they're fighting over brunch. <laughs> when will they have brunch? Dan, please. Please yes. take it away. I a lot of information to tell here. So buckle up. This is really, it really is fascinating that you're, you're right. It used to be Friday, Saturday was the weekend in Dubai. And they have just made the change this year to Saturday, Sunday. But the way they treated their weekend and their brunch is far different than how we treat it. And it makes me think that we've had it wrong 
the whole time. <laughs> okay. So they had, when it was traditionally Friday, Saturday, they had what they would call Friday brunch. And it's this like gluttonous party tradition of hours long partying of infinite supplies of food and pizza and dessert and champagne and music was what they called Friday brunch. And then there's even like what they called post brunch brunch, which is the evening Friday evening with more booze and like midnight party brunches. This was my favorite. This was my favorite development was the post brunch brunch. That was my brunch brunch. Yeah. Yes. So they're not taking it by the literal definition of brunch and lunch. The timing's kind of the same where it starts early in the day. And that's why you have the post brunch brunch, but it's like mad parties. And some of these things, I have to run through some of these things quickly. Um, like they have their own brunch, like themes within these hotels and these restaurants. Right. So there's an example of a steakhouse that offers a James Bond theme with the background of a spy movie going on. Okay. Um, another one has cash falling from the ceiling at now this is at the Waldorf Astoria. Okay. <laughs> Hotel um, with their brunch inspired by the Wolf of Wall Street. There's just cash flying down from the ceiling. Uh, there's a karaoke brunch with lip sync battles. Um, and then there's another one. This one's a little weirder featuring a giant spread of lamb shanks next to a petting zoo is one of these brunch parties. Bunch of lamb shakes next to a petting zoo. Um, There's (laughs) hotels with dessert trays and chocolate fountains, and it's a Willy Wonka theme. They have kind of like an all-you-can-eat champagne package for some of these, which is like over $200. They have some some cheaper options as well if you're not crazy into loaded with money. But this Friday brunch is kind of – it's kind of dying – now that they're shifting to Saturday, Sunday, because it's not like they just picked it up and moved it to Saturday. If businesses in Dubai are reporting that it's slow, that tables aren't being reserved, that it's being met with like lukewarm feelings that they said Saturday, the quote is Saturday brunch is not the new Friday brunch. And it's just like devastating what was known as a super unique thing to make Dubai stand out amongst other things that Friday brunch appears to be dead. I am... I'm obsessed with that story. You are a God for finding this. I, <laughs> dude, I, like, it just makes me, I like, cha- like, s- stop messing with Dubai. Go back to your old weekend because everything they're doing, they were doing, sounds like they had it right. Like you said. Yes. And just, wow. Friday brunch. Let's go. Let's change our weekend. I'm ready. Let's change it up. Like, yes. people. Why do we do this to ourselves? Change up the weekend. Change it up. Friday brunches for all. I'm ready. I'm, I'm totally in favor because it people just love this. They, they just absolutely loved it and they loved traveling to Dubai for it. And people that li- actually live in Dubai, like they it was something they looked forward to so much, right? They had like a half day of prayer on Friday and then brunch started up and they just partied all day. And in the post-brunch brunch, post-brunch all night. And then Saturday, you kind of just chilled. Um, Again, completely opposite of the definition that we traditionally have as brunch on Saturday morning or most often Sunday morning, where it's let's go have uh, breakfast and lunch 
and have an alcoholic beverage with it. I mean, these people are redefining the word and then they go and just completely change the system that leaves it open. It's not copying anymore. If they've changed it, it's for the taking. As far as I'm concerned, I'm with you change the weekend, get Friday brunches rolling here, dude. All right. So I know that like you and Shannon love each other and all that, <laughs> but like There's a butt coming here, <laughs> you know, if you want to push the wedding back so we can go to Dubai to do brunch as your bachelor party, I'm in. Ooh. Just got to push you back. You've wow. already been pushed back enough. Whatever. Right. You know, what's, <laughs> in a couple, what's another couple months, you know? And, and these like theme brunches too makes yeah. it even more intriguing that yeah. all you can drink champagne and like really wonk up brunch and uh, James Bond brunch, these crazy themes is just makes you think about it. Makes me think about that offer. I know. Pretty hard. See? Just, you know, just, just let me know. I'll talk. I'll talk to Shannon about it. You're going to have to do that. It. That would help a lot. I'll step in. Talk yeah. to her about it. Be like, listen, listen, you know, May, not that great of a day to get married. I'll talk about how it's bad. I'll talk, bad luck or something. Sure. And we're going to go to Dubai. Have fun. We're going to do Dubai instead. We're going to do Dubai brunch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I tell you what, this is, this was shocking, a shocking article to read that we didn't know this was even happening, existed until it was basically gone. Yeah. Right. They're, again, they're trying to shift it to Saturday and it's just clearly not working uh, based on this, this article and this report. A lot of businesses are not seeing the same return and people are bummed. And I guess there's even uh, with government employees, they work half days on Friday still. Most of the other, uh, you know, private sector and everything else, they work the full day Friday. There's a lot of government employees that still work half day Friday and they're still calling up these hotels and these restaurants and saying, are you guys doing Friday brunch? They're like, no, it's not the weekend. I know you guys aren't working, but everybody else is. We come, come see us Saturday. Completely changed the game. Damn. All for the, all for the rest to fit in with everybody else. See, stand. see, this is why there's that sign on teacher's walls, you know, why fit in when you can stand out? Dubai, yes. you were standing out in every way. Architecture, you guys do things on buildings that like we wouldn't allow anybody to do. Yeah. Why, right. why are you want why do you want to be a part of a why? No, stop. Don't do that to yourself. Go back. Seriously, strike, protest, put it on the ballot, do something. <laughs> like just go back to doing what you were doing. Have your weekend, be your weekend. Like. Yeah, man, what a shame. What a shame for Dubai. It really is. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people in the United States moving to a four-day work week. Yeah, A lot of companies are trying it out right now. If that gets any more further motion and we can have a three-day weekend, we are certainly, that might make it easier to get into a Friday brunch. We'll take it over that way. Whatever way we got to do it, but if they don't want it anymore, it's for the taking as far as I'm concerned. Dubai, you really messed up on this one. You got to go back. A world with Friday brunch is just. It's a game changer. Well, I, tear, <laughs> tear, seriously. <laughs> Big tear to my eye. All right, yeah. uh, Dan, let's get into uh, the NFL weekend real quick. We'll do this real fast because uh, the NFL we- games were wild this past weekend, especially for me on Sunday, for sure Sunday. Uh, what did you think about the NFL weekend? People were like, craziest NFL weekend ever of games. What did you think? 
Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that. Honestly, to say it was the cra- not the craziest weekend ever, ever with all four games coming down to either a last second kick, which I'm sure you'll get into, uh, a last second kick to win or overtime and an absolutely insane last two and a half minutes of regulation. Certainly can't remember in my life any time anywhere close to that where every game was that good, especially when we're coming off of a weekend, the weekend prior, right? The wildcard weekend where four <laughs> out of the six games were blowouts and not even watchable. Yeah. Right. And to then get just spoiled with these incredible games, incredible finishes is just amazing. You can only hope that they can live up those, the last four teams remaining can live up in the AFC NFC championship games in the Super Bowl, but Dude, it was wild. I was so glad to be able to like watch all these games, not have somewhere else to do, something else to do. Um, it was just, it, it, it was, it was amazing. That's what you want in January and February with the best teams uh, remaining to to put on a show. And thank goodness we got one hell of a show. Uh, the one thing, okay, so Saturday's games. I'm sorry, guys. I, boring. Close game doesn't equal good game to me. I don't know. Like, just boring. I'm not saying that doesn't take away from it being a wild weekend. Like, we lost Aaron Rodgers lost that weekend. Number one seed in the AFC goes down that weekend. Like, all these road teams won. Like, that, it, it, the weekend was insane. But I'm just mm-hmm. like, pump the brakes on saying that the games on Saturday were great. Like, Titans Bengals was a game that I couldn't wait for it to be over. I couldn't <laughs> wait. I was like, please end. And I needed to end with the Titans losing, and they did which was mm-hmm. great because no one needed to see them anymore. No. Uh, but like in Aaron Rodgers losing, I get the, because the last, what, four minutes of that game was great. But otherwise it was yeah. Aaron Rodgers just throwing up a stinker and Jimmy Garoppolo just being, he's terrible. And terrible. his coaches even know he's terrible. Right. Like, what happened to that guy? Like he was. He took that he team was, to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I know. He was the guy that Bill Belichick wanted to replace Tom Brady with. Yeah. Like, yeah, I he can't throw for more than like 15 yards and a half. Like, I know. It's wild. But yeah. And like Aaron Rodgers was, I get the significance of that. But that game, until those last like four minutes, was like, wait, what? What is happening right now? But the game's Sunday because the Rams are the Rams and they tried to be the Detroit lions almost, but then they <laughs> pulled it out, but that game was awesome. And then just Mahomes and Allen, and I can't say it enough. And a lot of people said it, of course, it's just like, it's so cool to know that like, we've got those, we've got that, we've got that matchup that like everyone's going to circle whenever they decide to do it on Sunday night football every single year, because I kind of missed that when Peyton Manning retired where it was yeah. just like we missed that the just the Brady Manning thing and like then you're then you're trying to you know then every year they're trying to throw this one in it's like Cam Newton has his year and then they're throwing Cam Newton and Aaron Rodgers or it's whatever whatever you're trying to do it but then now it's like we have that again and I'm so happy about it I'm very happy that we have like Mahomes and Allen they're going to be doing this a million times I don't know if Josh Allen's ever going to win I just know that they're yeah. going to be doing this a million times and it's going to be incredible every time you're I'm, I'm with you hundred percent because it's, it, it's been since you're right. Since Peyton Manning retired, we had two quarterbacks of the same caliber of teams of the same caliber of like the same age. Yeah. That would could be able to compete on a regular basis and just put on these crazy, crazy games. You know, you've got some old guys still hanging around. It's not working and some other good quarterbacks, but the teams aren't necessarily, or they're not consistent enough quite yet. Uh, but with Mahomes and Allen, it's going to be a long time of great quarterback matchup and great team games. 
uh, for years to come. So that's, I mean, it's a shame it wasn't for the AFC championship almost. You could oh, say that because yeah. you know what I mean? Those seem like the two best teams in the conference, maybe in the league uh, playing on Sunday night and in, in the most insane football game I think I've ever seen. And honestly, one of the more frustrating ones too, but I'll give you your point on Saturday. I'll give you your point. The games themselves weren't that exciting to, to see green Bay in, in San Francisco with such a low scoring game was just so boring and really annoying, uh, frankly, to watch as kind of a, you know, somewhat of a, of a, of a Packer fan was like, come on, come, like, really come on. Um, the endings. Yes. Last four minutes, the ending of the Cincinnati game. And here's the thing. I don't know if we'd be saying that if Tennessee won the same way Cincinnati did, right? Because True. Cincinnati's kind of that underdog. They went, you know, hadn't had a winning playoff game in 31 years until wildcard weekend in this momentum. It's more exciting that way. But if Tennessee walks off in a field goal, he's like, all right, whatever. Cool. We got to see this team play again. Um, so it just made it more exciting because of that. But you're right. The game itself maybe was painted with a broader brush of how great it was. But in actuality, it, it really wasn't. But and Sundays didn't look like they were, you know, Oof. Tampa Bay was all but dead in the water. And I thought, well, these games aren't going to be as good today. Uh, I, was, I was ready to turn that game off. It was that it was that bad. It was. I mean, honestly, the only thing that kept me from turning it off was when the Rams didn't score at halftime. They fumbled Ooh, at like right. the two they yard line. Yeah. Because if they would have been up 27, three at half, I'm over. pretty sure I would have turned the game off. It would have But been, I it like kept it because it, it wasn't it wasn't 27 to three at halftime because I knew they were getting the ball after the break. I was like, oh, my God, this is done. And then the Rams did nothing in the second half until the last however many seconds they had when Matthew Matthew Stafford turned into the quarterback everybody's wanted him to be for however many years. So, yeah. Yeah. Incredible finish. Yeah, totally unexpected. And and I was with you there. I thought, oh, boy, this they score here and they get the ball back in the third quarter. This game's over. No doubt about it. But (laughs) Tom's got to be Tom, you know, and turn it into some amazing comeback and everybody roll their eyes and whatever but uh made for a wild wild weekend um, big time yeah can only hope who's in the super two bowl? great games yeah we can only hope we get two decent games decent games give us two decent games on sunday that'd be fine we'll yeah. be happy with that i'm actually cool with two blowouts i just wanted to be chiefs rams in the super bowl just give me give me yeah. two blowouts yeah give, give us two. at least the two best teams remaining that i think yeah. I, I think they'll give us the, the two best. Mo- i think they will give us the most entertaining game that's yeah. my thought on that i think they will give us the most entertaining game so yeah for sure I'm, so i i want that i would love for games to be good but of course i'm i more i really want the super bowl to be chiefs rams i think it'll just be fun you got cooper cup and you know you got mahomes and i'm not annoyed by the people who they'll be talking about for two weeks so <laughs> i don't know who we'll be talking about on the 49ers for two weeks like oh yeah talking about the Bengals just gonna make me depressed because i'm a browns fan so it's just gonna be like uh it's like another because it was bad enough watching josh allen and it, josh allen and lamar jackson are a constant reminder that there were th- three quarterbacks in that draft that the browns could have taken and they took the third worst one number one <laughs> And it just hurts. It just, it honestly just hurts. It's just like, those were the three. And of course we picked wrong. And it's like, I knew nothing about Josh Allen. I get it. I understand the questions with Lamar Jackson. I get it. But it just sucks when you picked somebody had to be third. We were third by a lot. 
by a long shot. <laughs> by yeah. a lot. <laughs> That's got to be tough to watch. It hurts when yeah. you watch what, uh, yeah, what those two have become. Because, right. like, <laughs> yeah, because watching Lamar, like, I mean, the Ravens were what? They were like eight and one or something before he got hurt. And then, you know, then their season just kind of spiraled downhill, beat. whatever. But right. yeah, like, they were the best team in the AFC. And I'm just like, I hate this. I hate mm-hmm. this. But yeah, yeah. So Rams, Chiefs. Super Hope Bowl. Before two. Book yeah. it. Book, Book it. it. <laughs> Can't wait for Bengals 49ers. Talk about <laughs> Give me my luck. Can't wait. All right. Well, let's get into brunch court. We got a taste test, Dan. What, what do you have, sir? What do uh, you have for the people for the brunch court taste test? Yes. Uh, going back to just last week, talking about one of the many items we had on brunch court that was met with a little bit of hesitancy, I think, just because we think uh, this could taste good, but it just doesn't seem right. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the Ego Pop Tarts are here. The frosted maple flavored Ego Pop Tarts. Um, I think we all kind of expected these to just be good, right? Because I was kind of emphasizing to you guys, it's a frosted maple flavored uh, Pop Tart. It's not going to taste like a waffle. Um, it just looks weird with the name, and it's simply a great marketing scheme because people love Egos, people love Pop Tarts, and I found them. Now, see, my concerns are confirmed here immediately Uh-oh. as I pull this from the wrapper. I'm doing this live right here. I haven't opened this up, as you can probably hear. These are yellow, and I don't understand why. All right, you know what? Because they're egos, Dan. It's a they, little too yellow. They put the, the lines on there to make it look like a waffle. They didn't but, mess around with this. They did the, this on purpose. The, the crust, the tart whatever you want to call it. It's yellow. It's, it looks yellow. This part looks yellow, not just the lines. It's, it's not a normal shade of a pop tart. It's way more yellow. There is absolutely dye in this crust to make it look more like an ego. I don't know. I don't know why it's, it weirds me out a little bit. This is going to go great with the beer. Ladies and gentlemen, again, which is why I have the waffle sauce. A lot of maple here today. Um, smells pretty mapley. Let's let's dive in. Here we go. He tastes it. He's chewing. Already a better reaction than uh, with the Twizzlers. So that's good. The Twizzlers and the <laughs> the savory pop tart. If you remember the oh, mystery flavor, yeah. I can't right. believe I'm trying pop tarts. They freaking stab me in the back. Okay. <laughs> Is it just feel like you're just biting into maple syrup? Uh, I mean, a little bit. The filling is definitely maple. But the icing, the icing is a nice sweetness. And then the toaster pastry. Again, I don't know why it's yellow. These are good. (laughs) These are pretty good. I'm gonna be honest with you. I need to toast them too. Obviously, I every pop tart tastes better in the toaster. I will always say that they're always better in the toaster. Yes. So I need to do that. But these are great. If you take this ego name off of this box, okay. And you said frosted maple pop tart paired with the waffle sauce. <laughs> There's a Dubai brunch for you right there. Like this is. These are good. These are very good. I'm very pleased with this purchase. This is a winner. This is a winner. Wow. I, yeah. Yeah. It's not too much maple. 
it's not. I know that's a flavor where some people get a little concerned with that can be too sweet, too much maple. These are, these are good. These are good. I'm going to be enjoying the rest of this box. I won't have to throw this one away. So two thumbs up the maple flavored ego pop tarts. Well, shouts to pop tarts. We, I, you know, sort of hated on them a little bit this week. I was, I was nervous, but it's good. Also was it's nervous good. when you said that, when I looked at it, you pulled it out. I was like, why is it yellow? Yeah. And I was the like, toaster pastry. I know. Yeah. Right. I'm like, is it the lighting in here? No, like the, the toaster pastry itself has a hint of yellow. It's not just a regular color of it. Most of every other pop tart. That's not necessary. Kellogg's it's not, you don't need that. Everything else is great though. Winner. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Another brunch court taste test. If there's anything out there guys at brunch breakdown that we need to try, please. Doesn't matter what it is. Yes. Beer, food, anything. Let us know. Candy, we will try it. And we will let you know on the brunch breakdown. And or you anything you yeah or if you find something that we oh. featured on brunch court you gotta let us know we'll report back to the people let everybody know your your thoughts feelings of anything that we've featured here that you're able to get your hands on um i'll just throw out this little teaser we didn't have brunch court you know another item this week but the next time we do have brunch court daniel dudley there is an item in there that you are going to absolutely love and we'll be very excited for a big tease can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't <laughs> wait. All right. Let's get into what we're listening to. Uh, all right. So what I am listening to this week. All right. And don't forget, check out the Sounds of Brunch playlist on Spotify for all the things. Uh, Ian Dior's album, On to Better Things. Chris put a song from this album that I think came out on Friday. I think he put the single out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he put Thought It Was on there, which is a good song. But obvious. Ian Dior and Travis Barker, of course, because of course I'm putting this song on here because it is a great reason why I love when there's people like Travis Barker does this, like, like Kanye West does this, like anybody who Taylor Swift does this, anybody who tries to help younger artists with the sound. It's like, oh, you're doing this cool thing. Let me, and you can tell the influence where Travis kind of maybe steps in and is like, hey, you're doing this. Maybe you should listen to it this way, or maybe you should try to do it this way. You can just tell in the song. And it just makes me really love artists who don't just rip on younger people who are bringing back a sound or doing a sound that's simpler to what they do. And I just, I love that because I can't stand whenever there's just older artists who just rip younger artists or for no reason whatsoever, other than the fact they're doing what they used to do well, like 20 years ago. And I, I just love that. And this song is like, so like that it's such a great mix of old and new and Travis Barker is, you know, on it. So it's just, it's awesome. So anyways, long story short, obvious and your Travis Barker, check it out. Love that pick. Love that pick. Yeah. And you're That's a great point. You're right. You're right. Uh, you're couldn't agree more. Uh, first one up for me is from joy wave. Uh, I think I put them on, uh, in the you past, but yeah, they've been on the past, but I wanted to put the song on last week, but didn't quite, uh, able to fit it in, but, uh, their latest single called by American and it's, um, you know, from the, the, the trio, the boys from Rochester, New York, kind of alt, alt pop trio. Um, and they seem to be 
really finding their stride lately and they're getting better and better and like finding their place within the genre. Some of their older, older stuff, you know, is a good song here. Okay. Song here. They're getting to be much more consistent, really, really sounding really strong. And their new album comes out in early February that I'm excited to hear uh, as well. And this song will be on it. So by American from joy wave. Nice. Uh, Ali Gatti. All right. So he had this song that was like viral. I don't know if it ever was like reached any space, but if you were on TikTok or anything like that song, cause it's called it's you and has really cool chorus. And we played it on radio Disney a ton. Right. And I loved the song and we played another song by Ali too. That was like really good. And like in our new music show and whatnot, but then I saw he was on the Coachella lineup. So I was like, interesting, not, I mean, granted, there's a lot of people who we, broke on radio disney on a coachella lineup by the way but anyways oligati is on there and he has this album out that is so good and i just love it so much and i have to find this song because i had it up and i don't have it up anymore (laughs) here we go all right so what if i told you that i love you is the song that i want to put on there it is a super good song and I want everybody to listen to it. It's just really good. So check it out. Also check out It's You. I'll probably just put that on the playlist too. But when you hear that song, you'll be like, oh, I heard that song underneath a TikTok video. Yeah. And <laughs> so, but yeah, check it out. And I am, he's one of those people, like if he's on at the time that I'm at the festival, it's going to be exciting. But yeah, uh, Ali Gatti, check it out. Awesome. Yeah. What a great story there too. I love that. Yeah. Uh, My Girl Sigrid. She back. Hey! Uh, she back. Yeah. Uh, yes. so speaking of Coachella, um, yes. she paired up with uh, a London-based pop artist called Griff. Um, they've kind of been a little friends for a little while now, and uh, they teamed up for a, a really catchy pop hit called Head on Fire. Um, you may recognize uh, Sigrid songs like Strangers and Don't Kill My Vibe are like two of my absolute favorite songs. They're just so good and even better live. Um, hopefully this means more to come from her, even though this is kind of a, you know, the two of them coming together, but uh, love the sound, love the style. Sigurd's kind of got her own style and it kind of falls in here and uh, gr- her and Griff come together uh, and both do a really, really awesome job on the song. So head on fire from Sigurd and Griff. Nice. My last one, um, because of, from experience, this song is not for you to play around children. Lick. Megan the Stallion and whoever Shin Sia is, I have no idea who this person is. No idea. All I know is they made WAP 2.0. And <laughs> letting you know, great song. Uh, not for children at all. Came up on the new I'm just playing the new music playlist. All of a sudden, this song comes on, taking Sersha to school, had to hit that next button. Very fast <laughs> on the uh, on the steering wheel, but uh, yeah, that song worth a listen. Video worth a watch. Check it out. Parental discretion advised. Very Good much so. Yes. Good to know. <laughs> yes, that is not that is not to put on your taking the kids to the school playlist. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, years and years. Hey. Yeah, there's another connection you get that uh, you know well. Um, so put out an album uh called night call and i'm going to put the the title track on the playlist uh night call 
Um, but even though it's listed as years and years, uh, it's actually just the lead singer, Alexander. It's kind of, it's his first solo project and he's keeping the name. It's not the trio that it was uh, a couple of years ago. They're most, they haven't released now in four years. Um, so it's just him, but this is a, this track in particular is super dancey. It's get up off your feet. It's a pop gem. I love it. Um, it's very, you know, uh, exciting to, to hear from years and years, even though we, it's it's still the same feel and same vibe and, and same style. Um, but this song just rocks. You won't be able to sit still listening to, to Night Call from years and years. Nice. Um, and I got a bonus track. Oh, Chris isn't here, so I got a bonus track. Yes. Why not, right? Fill it up for the people. Um, Charlotte Sands. If you're not familiar with Charlotte Sands, you should be. Um, it's kind of surprising she's not on the... Yeah, maybe she is. I don't think she is, but she's on the When We Were Young uh a festival she could um because she's kind of a pop punk alternative pop singer uh it's pop forward but there's certainly those pop punk and alternative elements um and her brand new ep uh just came out called love and other lies um it's really really good um there's some songs that have been released on there uh, from a little while ago like all my friends are falling in love is probably the best one but new one called uh want you like that um is one i'll probably put on the playlist this week check that out she's about to i think this week she goes out on tour opening for young blood um so cool opportunity for her to do that so want you like that from charlotte sands nice and i'll do a bonus one too because i'm gonna put something from his album on there uh on the playlist too uh from bird's eye view uh corday has a new album out and it is really good corday another person on the coachella lineup and I really like Corday and I really like his music ever since he took, he changed his name to Corday, just Corday, not YBN Corday. And I've really liked it a lot. So uh, yeah, I'll be putting something on there. Probably John Michael, but maybe something else. But we'll see. But yeah, nice. bonus. Cause Chris isn't here. So we got to yeah. fill it up. And we yeah. got to go bonus bonus. We talked about post brunch brunch. This is bonus, bonus, bonus. <laughs> of course we can't leave off Jordan Sparks. Oh. We told you she's not going anywhere. So from her 2007, self-titled album jordan sparks one step at a time oh on the playlist this week come on classic our girl our girl one step at a time oh yeah perfect perfect (laughs) well dan that is the uh that is i want to say the sounds of brunch playlist but that is what we're listening to it will be on the sounds of brunch playlist on spotify make sure you go check that out we update it every single week so go check that out. All the music we talked about on this podcast, which will be filled up. I'm sure there'll just be like some Coachella picks and a bunch of other stuff on there. Sure. So, why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not? It's going to be a bunch of stuff. Chris is in here. So we just, we got to fill it up. That's what we're right. <laughs> uh, well, we have come to the end of the show. Uh, Dan, any final thoughts on the brunch breakdown? Uh, it's been two years since we lost the Mamba. I can't believe the Black Mamba. Yeah. It's, I can't believe it. Uh, we miss you, Kobe. We really do. Um, wanted to shout that out, but Ego Pop-Tarts, man. It works. <laughs> Pair it with a waffle sauce from Rusty Rail. And let's get Friday brunch happening. Let's make it happen. Dubai yes. style. Friday brunch. We need to bring that over here. Let's yeah. go. Or let's we go. have to go there and you have to push your wedding day back. One or the other. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's the brunch breakdown. We're out. <laughs>